0: What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Simple Man's Guide to the Good Life. Been a hot minute uh, since recording a podcast, been about a month. Um, Beginning of February for me was my birthday and had some travel, um, turned 30, and just kind of like end of January, beginning a new year, um, trying to get some new topics, um, trying to get some of my actual um, personal... Uh, lifestyle coaching going on with this, which is what we're going to talk about today, which is going to be the topic of podcast here coming up, which I'll get into here in a minute. But um, yeah, just it's been a hot minute, but um, excited to get back to doing some podcasts and excited for the series of podcasts I'm going to be doing. So I gave a seminar at my gym on holistic lifestyle coaching, and for those maybe who've been listening for a while, you know I did the O23 uh, coaches course. Um, Back in the summer into all the way into the fall, four to six months of kind of a education certification program on being able to deliver lifestyle coaching. I've been coaching for over a decade at this point um, and wanting to expand that coaching to outside of the gym. I've always believed that true health, longevity, thriving comes from optimizing things inside, but also mainly outside of the gym. I mean, that's been the topic of this podcast, right, is talking about things that help us live a thriving life. But I needed some structure around how to deliver that to people, how to build out a structure of coaching for that, which the O23 course helped me do. And I now have a uh, three-month start-to-finish education program um, where every week is built upon each other, talking about the five pillars of health, um, that being mindset, mindfulness, meditation, sleep, movement, nutrition, and relationships. And relationships is one that I added. The O23 just had those four main pillars, which they are. For me personally, my coaching, I also want to be able to focus on relationships. So I gave a seminar at my gym on this and people loved it. People asked for the slides. People asked for more information on it. So I thought it'd be cool to do just kind of like a series of podcasts over the next four to five weeks going over kind of each chunk I went over in that about two, two and a half hour seminar. And through that, hopefully you guys can take away good tangible bits and it gives you some kind of insight to what I'm delivering in a one-on-one basis for coaching. And through this, as you're listening or watching on YouTube, if you get to the point where you go, man, I, I would really like to maybe just work with Sean and do this one-on-one. Um, my I'm going to leave my information at the end of each of these podcasts for you to reach out to me, my email address, Um, So you can just email me, you know, if if you're not part of my gym community or whatever, and this is something you're interested in, we can book a call um, and see if we'd work well together. But even if that's not the route you want to take, there's a lot of great information in this seminar series that you can take away and start implementing and start thinking about that's going to help you live a more thriving life. So my goal is each week, this podcast will be about 30 minutes and going over kind of each chunk um, of what I go over in that longer full-length seminar uh, in person. So kind of calling this my seminar series, and that's what this podcast is going to be for the next month or so. So um, again, you can either watch if you're listening, it's still going to be just as good as watching. Watching, There are slides to go along with this, so you can find that on my YouTube channel, Simple Man's Guide to the Good Life, and you'll see the the YouTube uh, podcast up there. So let's get into it. So I'd like to start off talking about why am I even focusing on bringing this to the table as an outlet for coaching? Like, why are we here? Why are we talking about holistic lifestyle coaching? And essentially, I think about it, where we're at in modern society. It is my viewpoint that for the most part, modern society is failing us. Now, modern society is great. Don't get me wrong, right? We have vaccines. I had appendicitis when I was, you know, uh, in my mid-20s. And just 100 years ago, I probably would have died from that. But now I'm alive and kicking, right? So it's not to say that modern society isn't great in certain ways. It totally is. But the more technologically advanced we get, the farther we as humans get away from our baser instincts, which we don't like to think of ourselves as animals, but we are. And animals need connection to nature. And we are continually losing that as we continue to evolve technologically, and because of that, things like depression, suicide, loneliness, they're at all time highs, right? These issues are unique to highly westernized, highly technologically advanced cultures. Cultures that are more third world, they're, they're having other issues, right? You know, famines, et cetera. And those are terrible. They don't suffer from depression, suicide necessarily like we do. These are problems of a modern society, right? And they're problems that we just, we need to address, right? And as a, as a coach, as somebody who's been coaching for 10 years, I, I've continued to see this evolution happening. And I know there are tangible things we can work on to guard ourselves from the issues of modern society, right? And I wanted to deliver this, but I knew I was still on my own journey and I still am, but you're always on a journey, but I've been on my journey and a path to the good life, mainly for the most part of my life, it being physical. But in the past five years or so, really working on my emotional, psychological health, dealing with trauma from my sister passing when I was you know, 18, 19 years old. Um, and that led me down a route of prioritizing things like learning about mindfulness and meditation, prioritizing things like journaling, prioritizing things like habits, right? And through that, understanding that, doing things in the real world here with tangible habits can make big impacts on our view of the world, on the view of our life, right? Um, and the beautiful thing about that is you can start that path, walking the path to a thriving good life immediately by starting to implement some just intangible some habits. A lot of us think of this stuff as like esoteric in our head philosophy. It doesn't need to be that. It can be tangible things that we do in and day out, and we start to become the self-fulfilling prophecy of this you know, awesome, thriving human by doing tangible things in the real world and guard railing ourselves from these issues of modern society. So that's why I'm so passionate about it. That's why I'm offering coaching. That's why I'm doing this seminar series. That's why I'm doing this podcast. Um, and just knowing we're on the path together. I'm not talking down to anybody here. I'm not saying I figured it out, but absolutely not. There are going to be people that are farther along the path, people that are behind, but we're always walking the path to a thriving healthy fulfilling good life you're never you're you're never this self-actualized monk on the mountaintop unless you are and in that case i don't think you'd be listening to this so let's talk about some health challenges now this for the most part is from the 023 uh, group um and i've added some of my own but th- these are challenges in that if you were to go to a doctor and say hey doc i'm I'm suffering from Netflix binging. The doctor would look at you sideways and be like, what so am I? Welcome to twenty twenty three the The issue with these health challenges is twofold: one, we have normalized these challenges in modern society, and in normalizing them, we let them continue and as we let these health challenges continue, they actually start to develop into health problems." These challenges when going unaddressed are what lead to chronic diseases, depression, right? The things we kind of talk about, loneliness, suicides, et cetera. The problem right now is is there's not a lot of people intervening here. There's not a lot of professionals we can go to to help us with this stuff. There's like patchwork. We can see a therapist. We can maybe see a coach in a gym. We can see a doctor, but this triad doesn't really work well together. There's nobody to intervene and be like, hey, we can do tangible things. That's where holistic lifestyle coaching is coming in. That's where I'm trying to intervene. So some of these health challenges when it comes to nutrition, right? uh, Common challenges we see is just inconsistent nutritional habits, excessive snacking, stress eating, junk food cravings, and hangry tendencies, right? I'm sure you've experienced one or all of these and experiencing them in little bits is okay. But when it's a day in day out thing, that becomes an issue because now we're becoming disconnected to what it means to just have a nutrition program, to eat, right? Um, and again, we normalize this. How many times have you had a conversation with somebody and they talk about like, oh, I'm just hangry or I stress eat. And then somebody rationalized that. They go, yeah, me too, right? It's 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 okay if that's happening, but it's not normal, right? We can intervene with this, right? Sleep, mind racing at night, sluggish in the morning. And or coffee or caffeine is required in the morning. A keyword here is required, right? Um, I'm not, I'm not, I have caffeine. But again, when it comes to sleep habits, in modern society, we've become so disconnected to our, our sleep habits that again, this has become normalized. Think about how many conversations you've heard or that you've had where you've rationalized or normalized these things. Hectic work-life schedule. Right. I didn't say balance because I don't believe in a balance between the two. It's just intentionality. When I'm working, I'm working. When I'm with family or loved ones, I'm there. We live in a society where those two overlap and you never really feel like you're able to be present with one or the other. No me time. Compulsive social media use. This is everybody. This is me. This is this is one of the hardest ones. Uh, Low grade anxiety. I'm not talking about clinical Right? I'm talking about just like you have those moments or you have those days where like you're just, for whatever reason, slightly fearful of the future. Inconsistent motivation, right? And then we come to like our movement. Exercise viewed as a chore. More often what I see because I work in a CrossFit gym is exercise used as punishment. Oh, I, I went out and drank last night or, oh man, this weekend I, I had too many desserts. I need to punish myself. You're disrespecting your body. You're disrespect, disrespecting yourself when you view movement as that. Right. Netflix binges, that kind of goes back to compulsive social media use, right? Short attention span. Again, I don't mean diagnosed ADD or ADHD. I mean, like, you're just kind of moving back and forth between social media and emails and working, and you never feel like you're able to just zone in on one thing, right? Afternoon crashes. This is probably the most normalized thing in society these days. Need my afternoon nap, need my afternoon caffeine, right? It is not normal to have an energy dump in the afternoon primarily indoor lifestyle. We used to live a primarily outdoor lifestyle and we'd be indoors in the evening. And and when we go to sleep, we have now reversed that. We live primarily indoors and we have to build in our schedule to get outside. That's not normal. All or nothing mentalities. This one is big for me. Um, This when I'm on, I'm on, but when I'm off, I'm off. That's not normal. Really what's normal is having flow throughout your day and having flow throughout your life. You have ups, you have downs, you're in, you're out, but it's not this like all or nothing. Unclear goals, not really knowing where you're going with life. Lonely, right? Uh, Small or no social group. These ones are very common these days and you can be lonely and we'll get to this when we talk about relationships, but you can be in a relationship and you can have friends and still feel lonely. And we'll talk about why and how you can work on that. Just unhappy, right? Feeling blah uh, slash burned out, right? Again, we've normalized the burnout, the grind, hustle culture. Um, And there's nothing wrong with that in small pockets and if it's done intentionally, but most of us at some point get to this place of burnout, right? So again, I personally have experienced one or all of these at different times. The goal through these podcasts and through my coaching one-on-one is that we build habits in to where when these things do show up, because inevitably they still, well, again, you're not going to be a perfect human you have tools in your tool bag to recognize why it's happening and get yourself out of that little bit of a funk, very fast and very easy with one or two things. Right. And then, yeah, you'll have stretches where you're like, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm killing it. And then one or two things might pop up. But the big thing is you start to build self-awareness through this program that O23 and myself, you know, the combination of the two, my view on the O23. So that's the health challenges. And that's where I'm here to try to intervene and help. So if you are currently experiencing any of these, keep listening, keep watching, follow along with these podcasts. And then if if you're really in a deep hole and you really want to work on it, please reach out to me and, and we can work on these things. This begs the question though, right? Around coaching and what we're working on is fitness enough in modern society. So most of us, we have some kind of workout routine, right? Fitness was invented in the early 1900s, and it was invented to make up for a lifestyle lacking in motion. Society was great at recognizing like, oh, we're taking people off the farms, off the pastures, and now they're working indoors. What do we need to do with this? Oh, like exercise was more or less invented. But modern society, right, that was society of the past. Modern society is lacking a lot more than just motion, right? It is lacking sleep habits. It's lacking light. It's lacking, it's lacking a whole bunch, right? And so if my, if, if past society was able to come up with ways to invent exercise, to make up for a lack of motion, begs the question, right? Why can't we now come up with coaching, come up with things to help work on the things we need to in modern society, like our sleep, like our relationships, right? Like our nutritional habits, et cetera. And so is fitness enough in modern society? It's not right. And it's not going to be as we continue to evolve as things like virtual reality continue to come out, AI, all this kind of stuff. We have to start taking it upon ourselves to build guardrails to what modern society is putting on us. And again, it's not sticking your head in the sand and being like, I'm going to live off grid. No. Right. It's how can we take the best parts of modern society and the best parts of living with nature and combine them? We do that with intentionality, self-awareness, and putting up guardrails and kind of like life philosophies of how to live. The goal of this of this program, of, of the good life, of like what I'm doing with this podcast, what I'm doing with everything is one, have a clear path to thriving. By the end of working with me or by the end of this podcast, you should have an idea of what thriving looks like to you, what a life of thriving would be. Two would be a better connection to self, Right through creating a clear path to thriving, and then through actually working on that, you're starting to respect yourself. You're starting to understand yourself more. So you start to build a better connection to who you truly are and who you want to be. How do you do that? Well, you work on your habits. And so you start to understand the habits that actually are serving you to become that person. And you start to understand the habits that are taking away from that and how we can work on those. And finally, you embody the thriving mindset. You get out of that all or nothing mindset and you start to get into this mindset of I'm experimenting, I'm learning, I'm not passing failing, I am taking opportunities to try something and it might not work out and cool, now I'm going to make a switch. And you start to switch your mindset into pass fail. I'm only worthy if I accomplish something to, I'm just learning what works for me and what doesn't. And the things that don't, it's not a fail. It's a cool, scrap that. Let's try something else. Right? So that's really the goal with the holistic lifestyle coaching and the way I'm presenting it. It's like, have a clear path to what thriving looks like to you. Let's build a better connection to self. Let's tangibly work on that by building habits and routines and then let's embody that thriving mindset. Let's completely change the way you think about lifestyle, nutrition, exercise, et cetera. Right? So that's that's the goal. That's the goal we're going for. And so that first part is a clear path to thriving. Well, how do we do that? Well, we got to get clear on who we want to be and why we're doing this. Right? And so I, I like a quote from Seneca the Younger. Seneca the Younger was a philosopher, uh, stoicism. But one of his most famous quotes is, "If a man know not to which port he sails, no wind is favorable." And essentially, we can extrapolate that out to when we're talking about goals. If you don't have a clear vision of who you're trying to become or what your goal is, and whether that goal is, you know, physically in the gym, monetarily, um, business wise, or like at your job, if you don't have clear ideas or a clear vision of where you're going. You don't know what to say yes or what to say no to. You don't know uh, what boundaries to set, what timelines to set. You're at the whim of life happening to you, right? Well, a tangible way to change that is to start with getting really clear on what your goal is on any of those things, on who you want to be, where you want to go. Because then you can filter all of your decisions, everything that's going on through that lens, and you start to build guardrails, right? I I say no to going out on Friday night because, hey, I'm trying to work on this thing. And I know if I go out, I'm going to drink too much, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Vice versa. You're trying to get a promotion. Well, sorry, guys. Can't go out tonight. I'm trying to get a promotion or whatever. I'm trying to work on my relationship. So I'm actually going to take a little bit of time off of work so I can work on my – like – You got to know what are you working on and who you are you trying to become so you can start making decisions that align with that, right? So let's figure out which port we're sailing to. With that, right, the goal of this program, we need to, before we start anything, we got to build a layer of figuring out who you want to become and what thriving really is for you. What thriving is for me is going to be different for you. So we start off here and this is going to kind of end this podcast and give you something to chew on. I always start my new clients um, with three kind of exercises, right? Um, and again, this is more or less from the 23 course, but it's really, really good way to get your mind on the path of like, what is thriving to me? So what is thriving? Exercise one, imagine a time when you were 100% thriving in life. So if you can look back, and you can feel it in your bones, in your body. Like, oh, I was thriving. I was killing it. Well, what did life look like for you? All right, and get detailed with that. Like, what habits were you holding to? What did your sleep look like? What did your nutrition look like? Your movement, your mindset, your relationships, your work. Get as detailed as possible for that time of life that you felt like you were 100% thriving. Now, if you can't think of a time, and that's okay, right? If you're like, ah, man, I don't feel like I've ever been 100% thriving, right? Well, then envision what 100% thriving would be like to you. Come up with it, right? Try to think, this is what my life would look like if I was 100% thriving. And then answer the same questions. What do you think your habits around sleep, movement, mindset, you know, nutrition, relationships would look like? What would your rela- you know, work look like? What would your exercise look like? Just get as detailed as possible with this. Once you've answered those questions and you've worked through that, you've journaled on it, I would definitely put pen to paper for this. You can ask yourself, all right, think about yourself currently, where are you stand right now. Are you 100% thriving currently? If not, why do you think that is? Like, what's going on in life that's causing you to not be 100% thriving? And then answer the same questions. What do your habits look like currently? What does your life look like when it's revolving around your mindset, your nutrition, your sleep, your movement, and your relationships, your job, all of those things, your exercise? What does your life look like currently? and habits wise. And why is that maybe preventing you from being 100% thriving? Right. And then again, what are the biggest hurdles you're facing in life right now? Is it time? Is it kids? Is it your job? What are the things that you think are preventing you from living that 100% thriving life? And don't start rationalizing. Don't be like, oh, well, these are just excuses. It doesn't matter if you think it's an excuse, write it down and just get clear about it. Right. And then finally, you can probably see where we're going with this exercise three. What feelings come up for you when you envision your life at 100% thriving? This is something that goes on throughout this course, throughout this podcast, is really connecting the dots between I'm doing this thing or I want to do this thing. How does it make me feel, right? Because if it's not making you feel good, then you're probably not going to stick with it. But if it makes you feel excited, makes you feel happy, makes you feel good, and you connect the dots then you're going to be more likely to continue on, right? So when you think of yourself at 100% thriving, or you think about what your life was at 100% thriving, what feelings come up for you? Then how do you think you would show up not only for yourself, but for everyone around you if you were operating at 100% thriving? The reason I ask this question is some people will come into this and they think spending time on themselves, working on themselves, prioritizing themselves is a selfish act. I have kids or whatever. I got to, I got to give myself away to everybody else. That's where I find value. Okay. But how do you think you would show up for those same people if you spent some time working on yourself? Right. It's begging the question, but most of us would probably say, Oh yeah, I'm going to show up better. Right. All of us could probably say, if we were at 100% thriving, we would show up better for our spouses, for our kids, for our coworkers, for our friends, right? So this is important work, right? But answer that for yourself. And then finally, how important is it to you to live a fulfilling, meaningful, happy, joyful, thriving life? If it's not that important to you, that's fine. We all have different priorities then, you know, it's probably, you're probably not going to want to start implementing some of these habits. Now, if it is really important to you and you say that, and you write that down when it's getting a little bit challenging, when you're working on these things, you'll reflect on this exercise and remind yourself, yeah, man, like it's a little hard right now. I fell off the wagon, but remember why I'm doing this. Remember why this is so important to me. And it starts to become a self-actualizing, like self-fulfilling prophecy, right? So that's what, thriving is. And we're going to finish with that exercise and then just quickly want to go over kind of normalizing thriving, what holistic lifestyles coaching is all about, what kind of like the O23 is set out, what this, my version of it is. Again, there's lots and lots of crossover, but my own wording and everything. Again, most of this right here, this slide, 23 I want to keep giving them credit, not trying to plagiarize or anything like that. Um, essentially what thriving is, what it's not, and like through this system, how do you get there? So what thriving is, is optimizing the pillars of health in those five areas we went over. Mindfulness, sleep, movement, nutrition, and relationships. When we start to work on our habits, our mindset, our thoughts uh, around these things, we tangibly see Increases in our happiness, increases in our thoughts of of our life is thriving. It's taking these esoteric ideas. It's taking this self-work and putting it into action. It's a holistic approach, right? That holistic coaching, the word whole is in there. Meaning when we implement a habit or try to work on something in say sleep, it can have a massive impact in our mindset. And then that impact in our mindset can have a massive impact on our nutrition, Right. It's this idea that we're not spot treating. We're treating the whole system, right? That's what thriving is. And that's how how we think about it. What it's not, and what unfortunately a lot of coaches and a lot of programs out there do, is secret shakes, pills, formulas, right? We have the answer. I don't have the answer, right? I, I know certain tangible things uh, that we need to be focusing on, but how we get there is unique to you. There is no secret formula, secret shake, secret supplement that's going to make you all of a sudden wake up and feel like, oh, life is amazing, right? It's not more apps, more gadgets, more data. Like I wear a whoop, right? whoop is fine. But when we put all of our stock into gadgets, right, that's going to somehow cause us to be fulfilled. You're taking your happiness. You're taking your autonomy away, right? And you're now putting it onto something else and you're just going to get neurotic about it biohacking. It's not the perfect combination of mushrooms and supplements and red light therapy and all that. Again, like, yes, when it comes to sleep, making sure we're getting sunlight and all that, like, yes, that's there. But biohacking as a, as a sphere in the health fitness space is not the end all be all to what's going to help us live a thriving life. It's not short-term solutions. Again, anybody that's promising you you know, solutions in a week or two, not going to work, right? It's not a reliance on a coach either. Again, to live a thriving life, we need to feel like we have autonomy. We need to feel empowered. We need to feel knowledgeable. So the key word being reliance, you want to get to a point where you're so educated. You don't need a coach. You maybe just want one. That's how we talk about coaching in our CrossFit gym as well. We want to educate our members so much on technique and everything that they get to the point they can walk into any other gym and feel super confident. They still want us. They want our eyes on them, but they don't, they're not relying on us. They haven't taken the power away from themselves and put it outward. It's also a logical fallacy. It's called appeal to authority. We don't need to go into that. And then the last one here, you can't really see because my thing, but reliance on challenges, right? If you are that person that always waits until they're 75 hard, um, we do a challenge at our gym Again, you're. it's just like the coaching. You're taking the power away from yourself and you're saying, I need this thing outside of me. Anytime you need anything in life, it's not gonna last, it's not gonna stick, right? You've taken the power away from yourself. So that's not what thriving is. What it is, is tangible habit changes, mindset changes, um, working as the system as a whole through tangible things in nature. It's not all these things. How do we get there? right? Through this program, through again, what O twenty three O23 has came up with, with my own kind of input on, on what I wanted to take with my coaching it's system structures and sequence. So it's a, for me, it's a 13 week program. If you do one-on-one coaching with me, there's clear structure to it. It's a start to finish program. Each week builds upon itself. You're building layers. We're not spot treating things, right? There's a clear structure and sequence With that, there is continual assessments, the continual progression, continual education. There's assignments, right? Every week that I'm working one-on-one with somebody, there is continual insight. You're going to probably have more self-awareness at the end of these three months if you do the three-month coaching with me. But even at the end of this podcast series, seminar series, you're going to have a lot more self-awareness than you did beforehand. Because you're always connecting dots, you're always assessing, you're always trying new things. There's standards we hold you to, and then there's just again the practice tools, the assignments. So it's tangible stuff. I feel like a lot of coaches out there, it's it's um, not super tangible. It's not habit changes. It's it's all about screaming affirmations in the mirror. That's never going to stick, right? Can, can get you motivated for a day or two, right? It's actually doing practical, tangible things in the real world, then taking the time to connect the dots on why you're feeling the way you're feeling, on what's working, on what's not, on making changes. It's looking at yourself in an experimental way and trying new things. That's how we get there. That is thriving, right? So that's how we get there. That's gonna end this first podcast. This first podcast is all about like, why is this important Why is this something we should all be thinking about? Why am I doing it? Why am I offering coaching? Why am I doing the seminar series? All that kind of stuff. What health challenges are and how we can think about them and how maybe we can start addressing them. What thriving is for you, maybe what it's been in the past, where you're at now and where you want to go with it. And then finally, like how I think about how O23 kind of thinks about getting you there and what for me, the goals of the simple man's guide to the good life are. What we're going to start getting into week to week here is kind of the five pillars of thriving, talking about them in a general sense. Again, we get a lot more in depth with um, the one-on-one coaching, but giving you a general sense, talking about the way modern society sees it, the way we should maybe be thinking about it so we can be living healthier, and then some tools you can start implementing. So that'll be the next kind of like four to five weeks here. So this week, if you've listened to this, you like this, or you watch this, Sit down with those journal prompts, put pen to paper. What does 100% thriving look like to you? What did it look like in the past? What would your habits look like? How does it make you feel when you think about your life at 100% thriving? How do you think you'd show up for yourself and everyone around you, right? Just kind of spend some time with that stuff. So um, if you like this stuff, if right here you're just inspiring, like, man, I'd like to do one-on-one coaching, um, you can email me, sean at upreachcrossfit.com. Um, I'll link my Calendly link in the YouTube, um, about other than that, if you're just listening, um, I don't really think I can put the Calendly link in there, but again, you can email Sean at upreachcrossfit.com. Um, you can go to the Instagram. You could DM me on Instagram. Again, I have my personal account, Sean Ranny, or you could go to the simple man's guide to the good life either way. Um, either way, I hope you guys have a great week, some stuff to chew on, think about, and, uh, some journal prompts to go over. So, Enjoy and hope you guys have a great week.